do us a quick favor guys hit the follow subscribe button share this with someone who would benefit from it and help us grow as the more we grow the better the episodes we get thanks guys for helping us and let's get into the episode Welcome back to this episode of the Sculptor Podcast. Today, we are joined by John Altringer, who is a sports journalist. And it will be an awesome topic to discuss because we've only had uh, one sports journalist on before who's more of a TV presenter, uh, Simon Hill, in the in the A-League. And that was really cool to actually hear, uh, you know, the sports perspective from a different view. And I, and I really want to get into that a little bit more today with John. So... John, if you wanted to give a quick introduction to who you are, to our guests, and what you do, that'd be awesome. Well, uh, basically, what what's happened is I originally interviewed Nicholas first uh, for my uh, one of my LinkedIn newsletters. I found uh, Nicholas quite interesting in what he was doing with LinkedIn and how uh, quickly he had built his uh, followers and and his profile. Uh, so I reached out to Nicholas and uh, we started uh, sort of collaborating. So. Earlier this week, I published uh, my newsletter on Nicholas, and you're more than welcome to read it, uh, Beyond the Profile. But um, I also run a sporty, sports business, and I do a bit of, uh, well, maybe what you would call journalism. Uh, originally, I'm from the US, the United States, and I s- started a business back in 2020 uh, during COVID, and it's called US, or sorry, US of Sport, right? P-T-Y-L-D-D. Uh, I coach... Uh, multiple sports. So I coach a lot of basketball uh, and a lot of the fundamentals of basketball. Um, I don't know if Australians will like this, but I feel like there's a level of, uh, uh, let me, without insulting anyone, foundational, uh, there's a lack of foundational skills often. And so I do a lot of that one-on-one skills work with young kids, boys and girls, because basketball is really growing. And I also am a coach for tennis. And a development uh, coach for tennis so that I can coach adults, kids, you know, hot shots, all the stuff that Tennis Australia um, has implemented. And I also am a basketball New South Wales coach as well. So that's a bit of the background on on myself. Um, what I was noticing through U, uh, US of Sport was, well, uh, there's so much information now on sports and it's disparate. Um, and I don't know if you follow Sports Illustrated. Yeah. Well, they just they just sacked all their 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 uh, you know journalists like last week, uh, and there's a lot of bad press around it. I always really loved Sports Illustrated, um, and so basically what I started doing was collating sports stories uh, through a new LinkedIn newsletter, and it's called US of Sports Desk. And we, 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 we do a lot of NFL. So right now, uh, I, I'm very grateful that Taylor Swift is uh, dating uh, Kelsey, you know, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, yeah. The two brothers, right? You know, do you know about these brothers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their podcasts. I mean, it honestly, sports is just going insane at the moment. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um, I have to follow the NBA as well. I'm, I'm not the biggest, I have to be honest, the biggest NBA fan. Um but all the young kids, boys and girls, uh, they just love it. They can't get enough. So I, it keeps me relevant. So I have to follow a lot of the NBA at the moment and the WNBA. Um, actually, I could go on and on about U.S. sports. But, I mean, I think I'd rather bore the audience. So I hope, hopefully that was a, a good enough introduction. Yeah, awesome. So definitely covering a lot of uh, 
different aspects of sports and it's it's very interesting to hear um the american perspective because a lot of the time i see a lot of people from the uk coming over to australia for football and soccer um because that's where as you said they lack the foundational skills it's the exact same as as soccer players here we we lack these foundational skills that in the uk for example they you know they they teach it since four years old and we start when we're you know 13 um so you do see a lot of uh uk people come over but i honestly don't see too many people from the us come over which is which is very interesting to also see your perspective on how uh basketball i mean australia isn't you know a horrible basketballing nation no no they're they're no look um they're they're not uh and i believe their their professional leagues are in the it's in either top five or ten yeah, the best leagues in the world. Um, in saying that, you know, but you have a lot of imports. You have a lot of imports coming into play in the NBL, uh, in the WNBL. So they're not all Australians. So, and and you wouldn't expect that. But so I, I look at basketball right now. Uh, do you know the sporting schools program? No. So it's where you can uh, the the government's the government issues the NSOs National Sporting Organization, and so that. So like Tennis Australia, AFL is an NSO, right? A lot of this, a lot of all sports money here is funded through the government and it yeah. flows through, uh, well, there's, there, it's, it's too long to list, right? You can look this up on the clearinghouse, I think it's clearinghouseaustralia.com.au. I think that's the website. You can see the, the whole pyramid structure of how the sports is set up. Anyway, I'm digressing. So, the, so with the basketball, you, you're getting a supply demand issue. Um, the demand's so great, but the supply's the problem, meaning there's not enough gymnasiums here to for all these kids. And this is not just in New South Wales or Victoria. This is this is pretty much everywhere. That's that's how popular this this sport is with the the younger generation. So I do feel that it, it, it's going to have even more traction soon. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I mean, the, the the great thing about basketball, like soccer as well, yeah. is it's so easy for anyone to pick up. Right, it's just a ball, which is why it's so popular so going going off topic here so us of sport right so i i recent, recently spoke to wade kelly he's a ceo of gridiron australia and i interviewed him like i did you i haven't published it yet so um the next big growth in in my opinion coming out of us sports is flag football gridiron so they wear a flag on the side of their hip and uh so it will be an olympic sport in 2028 and uh, I know Wade and his team, they're trying to grow that. So it, again, like soccer, all you need is a pitch or a, or a grass field, and you can start running these, these, these tournaments, so to speak. But the growth in, in the U.S. now is insane with flag football. So I think 2019 to 20, late 2023, for females, it was 60% growth. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a space to watch here. Flag football is that? I think that's what I would call Oztag. Is that right? Well, I I think Oztag's AFL, isn't it? Oztag is where you've got two like flags on the side of your hips, and the opponent has to take one away. Correct, and... but it's, it's I think it's a different I think it's a different game. So the, it's where okay. they're actually throwing the gridiron. So basically, what's going on is they're running routes, uh, passing routes with defense, what, what we would call a cornerback or a safety. And yeah. he would be a wide receiver, and they are throwing that ball to the receiver. 
I do think there, I don't know all the rules and I, there's also a lot of running or what they would call scrambling, like the right. getting out of the pocket. So, yeah. Okay. But it's interesting. Yeah. So it eliminates what they call uh concussion confusion. Yeah. That's big. There's, there's no, so it's, it's a non-contact sport. So yeah. parents love that. Yeah, for sure. And that's actually one reason why I think a lot of people, um, why, why soccer in Australia has had a recent kind of boom because it's always been rugby or AFL, depending on where you're based. Um, and soccer is always the one it's seen as like the baby sport in terms of you have to be a baby to play because you know, you don't want to get hurt. But also most parents probably would prefer their kids not to get hurt. Um, maybe there's a few exceptions and maybe that's higher in Australia. Um, but I think that that's why one reason why a lot of, uh, soccer became quite popular. And I'd say that it's probably still getting more and more popular, which is, you know, it's, I agree with you. I agree. It's soccer's and, and in the, in, in the women and female uh, teams are growing as well. And it's yeah. a great sport. I just never grew up with it. So I, it's very unfamiliar to me. Uh, and MLS, I, I believe MLS will be eventually the best league eventually. Yeah. Okay. It would definitely take some time because it's, it's going to take time, but I, I definitely believe that MLS, because the, the money they're just throwing at these, I know they're getting all the old, you know, older players, you know, you're messy and things like that. But it, it, I do believe eventually the, these, you know, they'll get onto some, some of these bigger contracts are going to start rolling over in the, in the U S and they're going to get yeah. some of these bigger players, but the females, they're already leading it. Like the, the, the U S teams and the NCAA soccer teams, female teams, they're already, you know, yeah. they're producing these, these players. Yeah, for sure. And it would honestly make more sense if america was the best in the world because typically america is the oh i can't say that I, I can't say that but um no i'm just saying i do believe that just the way they they run run things over there they'll they'll get there but i don't want it to i don't want it to be a solely american thing I, that makes you know we you know we don't we don't need that we need competition we need that. the saudis will sort us out they'll they'll do something yeah that's 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 an interesting topic at the moment Oh wow! They've changed. They've changed golf, and it's 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 all happening. Yeah, and the I mean, even with the the football, some things coming out of there sounds crazy at the moment. Players not getting paid millions that they're that they're presumably on, and then I mean the of course it's it's a growing sport for them. Yes. Um, yeah. Saudi Arabia actually is a, is a historically pretty good nation for football. Oh, uh, in, in well, yeah, they've been in many World Cups, haven't they? And they've always done like reasonably well for their yeah. size. Um, but yeah, a bit of a crazy one. I mean, football, I, I think that I'm sure it's the same that you've experienced there in all sports that you, you're you're always seeing the highest of the high. You're always talking about your Lionel Messi's. You're always talking about your Cristiano Ronaldo's, Neymar's, whoever it is. You're always talking about the best. But this is 0.01% of the 0.01%. And... Yeah. People actually don't realize that for most footballers, I think it's 60% of footballers. Uh, there's a fifth pro article, which is like the organization who regulates um, all of the, it's basically global football. It's, I think it's separate from FIFA, but they work in conjunction. Um, yeah. And they released an article saying how all the stats on most players don't even get paid on time. Uh, I think it's like 60% of footballers uh, earn, I think, less than a thousand a month which is ridiculous because everyone, when everyone thinks like soccer, football, they think, oh, yep. they're getting paid millions. But the reality is, no, my, my co-host who, um, who comes on to the episode sometimes, he actually was in a very, very tricky situation. I'm not, not too sure how much I can disclose there, but 
he was playing in the second division in Greece. And it is standard in this league for you not to get paid, which is ridiculous. But that, this is where there's players unions often um, are at the forefront of that. So, you, you know, like the NBA players union, the NFL yeah. players union. Um, and that's and that's one of the reasons they have these because, you know, it, that it's a bit of a, tri- well, as in your words, tricky situation. Um, not getting paid, you know. And yeah. Professionally, it's, um, yeah. Not- very difficult one to manage. Def- definitely very difficult one to manage. But let's get into um, a little bit more about yourself, John. So yeah. I want to know, firstly, why did you come over to Australia? Uh, oh. And expanding on that transition into what you're doing now as well. Okay, so I met my wife originally in the United States and then we moved um, back to Australia. So she's from Australia? She's Australian, yes. Okay. She was traveling with her brother at the time. Uh, and then we were here for a few years and then we went and lived in London for three or four years. And then we came back and I have a couple kids, teenagers, a 16-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. And they they play sport as well, tennis and basketball. Um, and so that hence the reason I, I moved to Australia and we ended up staying. It's it's a pretty good country. Um, you know, uh, so that's kind of the background. I But I guess I worked in uh, corporate the corporate world for quite a long time in information technology uh and i think a lot of that's changing now i don't i don't know all the you know there's sec i could devops sec all you have there's so much terminology around all of it but yeah so i have a, a corporate it background uh, i've worked for many uh companies uh i've worked for banks i've worked for yeah, pro- property development companies uh, nationally globally so I, that's a bit of my background with um, uh, technology. I, I still have my hand, hands in technology a little bit, but um, not as much as I, I did. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's an ever-changing landscape. And um, I do believe, you know, I'm going off topic here, but it's, it's really going really to change when AI lands, really lands. It's, yeah, going to be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, came over to Australia. What age were you, were you when you came over? To I was in my I was in my early twenties when I when I came. Over. Oh wow. Okay. So you've been here for how many years in total? Oh, I've been over 20, 22, 23 years. Wow. Okay. So, would that be half of your life then? I've been technically with my time in London and my time here. I I've spent over half of my life overseas. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing. So. Getting into the sports journalism, yeah. How did that come about? Is that purely only because you came to Australia? You've got the US sport um, background, obviously, in terms of you, your knowledge of basketball, tennis, all of these sports, uh, and then realizing there's maybe a gap in the market. Or how how did that even come about for you? Oh, look, I just you know, I've probably seen a big change. Um, I'm as I, as you were aware, I'm a little bit older than you. So let me let me give you an example. Let's, we know the Super Bowl's coming. It's yeah. it's yeah, it's only a couple of weeks away, less than a couple of weeks away. Uh, so when I originally came here, um, you would have to take a day off, right? Because the internet wasn't capable of uh, what it is now, um, and you would have to go down to like uh, Crown Casino or Star City or something to go watch uh, the you know the game. Well, that's all changed now, obviously. Like. All the apps, you know, you it, back then it was it was a cable television it, through ESPN or something. Well, it's it's totally changed. 
And it's, I believe it's changed how Australians view sport because they can, they can get, it doesn't have to be just from the United States. It, it can come from anywhere. It can come from Europe where, you know, South Africa with the rugby, whatever you, it's, it's just all on your phone or on your laptop and we can consume it at any, pretty much any point in time. So, um, but now what I see is too much information and that's, I, I believe that will only, that will only, um, uh, grow. There'll be yeah. more information. So I, I was just, I, I try to look at it differently. I'm probably a little bit more mature in some ways. I, I could focus on one particular sport or this or that. But what I see is um, I, I try to look at the business side of sport. And so I have a business side in, in my newsletter. I try to look at the pop culture side because I mean, that, that, that income, that's trying to invite everybody, not just uh, sports heads. So you, I love this, this Taylor Swift stuff going on. It's just great for my, uh, my stuff. I mean, um, but it's not that it's just all the people are just doing so many unique things. Um, and then I get into, okay, well, you know, what's interesting, what are the trades in the, you know, MLB major league baseball? Cause it's not really happening, but spring training's coming on, um, things like that. So, you know, then there's the MLS, then there's the NCAA. Now the NCAA, do you know much about that? Yeah. In terms of college? Well, yeah, the college. Yeah. So you've got yeah. your div one, div two, there's div three, all these different things, uh, different divisions but the interesting bit about that is it it's all changing now they've got transfer windows for guys or, and girls to leave which and it's also it's never happened now right uh, this is all in, in in the courts at the moment right now yeah they're, yeah. they're trying to go are they are these people is this extracurricular activity or is this a sport are they it, but because what people don't understand is a lot of these NFL programs, like say Michigan, you know, you know, the University of Michigan, yep. they just won. They, I think, they were fifteen and zero. They just won. Every, they won the the entire competition, mm. right? Those guys that in that program, I, I reckon, would be over two hundred million. That yep. program, and that supports all the other, you know, and the alma mater, all the stuff. So, the it's an it's an interesting space to see. And in Adidas, or I call it Adidas. You guys added us yeah. at Nike. They're really getting in, into into the NCAA and trying to get you know all these players uh, signed up with them. So there's money to be made in there, and I actually think they are athletes, and I believe they are a version of professional athletes. And I believe yeah. they should get paid. How that works, but how that works with scholarships? Because remember, they're getting paid. You know, there's a deduction from that mm. scholarship. So how it all works, it will. It will be interesting. It's, it's such a crazy one because you've got athletes. I think it was Patrick Mahomes before he went to the NFL. Oh, no, it was another M no, it was an NBA player, I think, who got drafted at quite a young age, who was playing college basketball, who was he was earning the um, off sponsorships and et cetera, the college millions of dollars every single year, but never saw a penny of it. Um, now, I do think that there were... Uh, people who actually got paid under the table for some of the stuff they did in in some college uh, instances for people who are earning millions, but that it's such a quick transition to professional sports that they're, they're at that level anyways. I think it's kind of crazy that they're um you know not getting paid for that work. Uh, and when I've got a I know a guy who one of one of my old goalkeeper friends he actually plays for Penn State, and that's massive. Like they've got uh their NFL games are crazy. It's just a whole stadium full of white. Like it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's so big over there and it's, it is, it's a good level. It's a good level. Yeah. yeah it definitely is. And it, 
it's changing. It's changed in my lifetime, but this year with the transfer windows, that's just, that's, I'm kind of excited for the change. I, maybe a, a younger version of me wouldn't be so excited, but hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So going into how you got into sports specifically, mm. what was that? What, what made you get into sports? Oh, look, I played sports pretty much my entire life. Very young. You know, uh, I started with like what they call T-ball and I did, I yeah, did yeah. soccer at a very young age, but then there was no soccer program after the age of so it went, then I played gridiron, but I, I didn't have the size or speed for gridiron, but I did play. I was okay. But yeah, and then you get to a, you know, there's just levels to the U.S. sport, right? So I, I went through, you know, we have a, like a freshman high school. There's a few people gone through this with you. So there's like freshmen, then there's like a junior varsity yeah, and yeah. there's varsity. But within those teams, there's multiple teams. So there's like an A team, B team. And the people on the B team are trying to get up to the A team and start be starters, which is totally different in, in, um, than this country. And a lot of what you do is linked through your school, your school program. So, you know, I was a Falcon. That was, the, that was the, you know, our mascot. And we, we travel. That's American thing. Yeah, it is, it is. But we would, so we would travel with our school and, and compete against, and we're going for, you know, you know, there's states, there, there, there's districts, and then there's states, and then there's nationals and, you know. It's, it's a totally different setup. And we practice five, sometimes we, depending on the sport, you practice at least five times once a week, sometimes more. And I just don't really, I don't see that level here. Um, and I do think it's a bit shocking. So I was speaking with a, a major league baseball agent that I know out of Melbourne named Lid, And he was saying that a lot of Australians have a, a, a tough time adapting to that because they go over to the NCAA playing at Div 1 school and then they've got to practice five days, sometimes twice a day. Then they have to do their homework. Um, and, you know, and that homework to do sometime the following week. Yeah. And their whole um, scholarship depends on that. So yeah, when you mean homework, sorry. Mean, you know. When you mean homework, sorry, for the, for the listeners who may not be familiar, you don't mean homework on the field or... The no, field. no, this is this literal is, homework. This is scholastic. You know, yeah. this, this is your education. They have it, to keep their, their education up at a certain standard to yes. even play on the weekend, right? So this Lynn, this Lynn uh, chap that I know, uh, he gets the phone call from the actual school when everything starts dropping. Yeah. So he's the go-between between the parents and the NCAA school. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's the one negotiating like, hey, you know, you've got to keep your grades up. This is, this is, this, this, this is your responsibility. Um, and, um, he said he's, a lot of these kids have ended up losing their scholarship and, uh, must come home, you know? Crazy. Yeah. Well, so going into how you cover major sports events and, and, and what that means for you, uh, what, what interests you primarily? Is it the sport specifically? Is it, for example, Taylor Swift? Is it, um, you know, what, what interests you? What makes you cover something? And how do you actually do that in, in preparation? Well, look, I, the, the, the sports, it's, it's always interested me. So, you know, I think there's a, probably some early programming. So uh, I could walk past a screen, you know, and it's got, it has the gridiron on. And I will just, I'll just, I, I, I will have to catch myself and go, hey, John, you have other things to do, right? So, and the same thing with the basketball. I'm like, oh, what, what players are they running? Uh, you know, I, I'm looking for, you know, things that I, you know, I would have been familiar with. Um, the game's changed. 
you know, back when, uh, you know, back when I was there, it was a lot, a lot of, you know, they didn't have these slant receivers, you know, these small little guys cutting these angles. Same thing with the basketball, you know, it's the all three, it's, it, the NBA's transformed what the NCAA did, you know, with like UNLB in the early 1990s, late eighties with three points, you know, your Steph Curry, it's just this three point game. And now that's sort of transferred into, you know, the NBA, these, and what these guys are doing, shooting 40% on their threes. I mean, it's, it's just silly. It's just silly. So look, I, I wouldn't say it was anything in particular. It's just what interests me. And I change it as well, because if I, I'm not getting, you know, subscribers and followers, then I need to look at some of that. And, you know, it's like, who, who, who is this newsletter for? What, who am I writing this for? And I really want to bring in a female perspective. In fact, I have a, a female, a couple of females friends. They, they actually don't want me to say their names who kind of go over it for me and go, would I be interested in this? Do I, would I, uh, so I want to have a balanced approach. Uh, often I find with sports, it's just very male dominated. Um, um, you know, you know, it, it, yeah. So I'm, that's not my, really my approach. I, I want a balanced approach and I'd be like, Hey, if I speak to my daughter, what do you think about this? Oh yeah. I already know about Taylor. I already know she's doing this. So I'm like, okay, great. Dad's got this right. You know, I know that I'm, I'm checking a few boxes to invite, um, sort of a balanced audience. Yeah, it's interesting to see that perspective. And, and, and when you said the first little bit, it made me think that I think that from what you said there, you have a big interest of the evolution of sports themselves and you like observing how things have changed over time. For example, the the difference in the NBA, the quality, maybe it's, you know, I mean, a lot of people say that Michael Jordan, if you, if you put the Michael Jordan in from however long ago he was playing into today's NBA, he wouldn't even be there. Now, that's obviously very debatable and there's no way of actually measuring that but uh when you look at it in terms of football the standards just gone up every single year players are just getting better and better and it, to me that seemed like something that really interests you and that maybe is is that something that makes you want to get into the sports journalism even more just seeing the evolution of sports well look i i'm a big believer in change so and um, I, there's a lot of people my age and a bit older that I, I, I find often get stuck, um, uh, in particular with tennis. So, uh, there's a lot of former players, really good players, but you know, and now they're on committees or associations and they get a bit stuck in some other old ways. But the question is, is, is the younger generation interested? They're the ones who are going to fill the shoes. And it's a real problem with tennis at the moment. They're, 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 it's just, it's just not there. Like they're not, they're not coming on, uh, like they were in the eighties or the seventies. And so it, it's something that they're going to have to focus on. I think the Saudis, the Saudis are really going to do another live style sort of, uh, tournament. Um, they've just signed Rafael Nadal on, um, as like a board member, I believe. So things are happening. The change is going to come. Uh, I, I just hope people are, are more open to change, but yeah, the NBA will continue to change. Yeah. And NFL is going to change. They brought in new rules. Same with tennis. Um, uh, live, look at live PGA at the PGA. What, what did they do? They, they, they've just done it where now players have equity in the PGA. So not only are they getting paid now, they possibly have, you know, right yeah. to ownership. So, but this is what changes here. It's, and it's happening. And look at the women. Like I didn't even touched on the women's sports, like mind blowing stuff from when I grew up. Yeah. Very, very different. Like, uh, you know, we, we, I'll use the old terminology, and it's—I know it's 
probably sexist, but they say, oh, you're throwing like a girl. But I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. what some of these ladies are doing now, I mean, it's crazy. You know, in NCAA, soccer, or, sorry, football. Um, yes, it's, yeah. So I, I think it's all, it's all really good. I try to look at, at it as a positive thing. Yeah. I think that even when you look at uh, the way that we've refined skill sets over time, it makes sense that there's such a s- steep improvement in, for example, all women's sports. There will yep. be this massive, massive improvement very, very quickly in women's sports. If you look at uh, football, for example, the reason why the, um, the sorry America was probably ahead of every other country in the world in, in football, I believe, they started before everyone. Yeah. And that's the exact same as Australia. It's typically these Western countries which enabled the women to start before everyone, which means that they're further ahead. It's it's actually, if you look at the top uh, 10 or even five women's teams in the world, pretty sure it's like Australia, Germany, France, and um, America. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, some of the biggest Western um, superpowers in the world. Arguably, maybe Australia's not in there. But um, in terms of being at the forefront of, you know, being in, in, in even just capitalism and things like that. I mean, Australia um, and all these other countries, they give the equal opportunities, equal chances that are enabling women to have more and more of a chance in football. And, and of course, they're going to be more behind than the men right now. But that's exact same as when the men started, when they were five years into playing professional football. Yeah. You know, well, the, well, the, well, the, 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 the Tildes have done more than any of the, the, the men's soccer. Exactly. You know? yeah. So... But a lot of those ladies went through. In, I'm sure they were through NCAA schools. Yeah, you know, yeah, quite a lot do. You know, do. That, and that's something I would really. I, I in time, that's what, something I really want to start doing. I want to do a little bit of merch. Yeah, so, really. You know, when you're up for some collab. Yeah, yeah. But I also want to start working on like uh, player pathways programs, and I'm not talking about players pathways programs that go through the national sporting organizations here. I'm I'm talking about, you know, you. you I'm sure the soccer players do, uh, uh, or football players, you know, do a, a combine test, you know, like... We actually don't do anything like that. Well, see, this is one of the things. So, like, th- this, th- I feel like there's a big space there um, because that's... A lot of people are looking... They're looking for the athlete, you know? Yeah. Uh, and they so think... To, to be honest, though... It's been kind of afterward. To, to be honest, the only country that does that in, in soccer is America. And that not not everyone does it. Um, yeah. in, in terms of for football. So there's very mixed results with it because with soccer, they don't see it as an athlete. Like, so, for example, in Australia, we kind of believe that our soccer players are athletes who then can kick a ball, basically. In Europe, you're a soccer player who's then turned into an athlete. That's one reason uh, why why we stay away from those kind of stats because, uh, you know, it's... It's such a different skill set, football. And a lot of it is up here. And you've got really good athletes who can kick a ball well. Yeah. There's uh, a lot of YouTubers who make a lot of money from kicking a ball well, put them on a football field, and they will do absolutely horribly. They will look like... Yeah, because there's players. a lot of moves in order to get to the kicking the ball. There's yeah. a lot of, lot of different things. But it is definitely an interesting topic. I do have a question for you. Yeah, and I this it, it this is a question that I find upsets a lot of soccer people, but I would love to try it for one year. Okay, move the offsides. Oh, yeah, that's never gonna work. 
Oh, because I, what I look, I look at it from a probably American point of view. Like, in, oh, you want to see more gold? When the scores were like, so let's go back to the NBA in the '90s, right? In this like '88 to '92, and now we're yeah. getting one forty-six to one, <laughs> or like to one forty-eight. So what I'm trying to say is I would love an, a, an experimental offside, get rid of the offsides just as a trial and just watch these these goals explode. And then yeah. you're going to be looking at pure speed because these guys, you know what I mean? So anyway, that's that's my dream. I know Lord, <laughs> Lord's are like, go away. So no, there you go. I think the reason why probably I'd be more like pretty far away from that is because I think you say that to a striker. And he'll be like, oh, yeah. I get it. You know, you can always add another goalie. You might need two goalies. You know, I thought, I've tried that before. It's the worst thing in the world doing two goalkeepers. Um, but I think the only rules that may change with football, I'm going to be more like, at the, to be fair, football's been around for so long that the game's like at a point where it's like kind of just hard to evolve. I think the most, uh, let's say, malleability around football and the rules there is in terms of set pieces i think you can manipulate them a little bit more to make it uh more of a like i know that americans i've heard like uh americans talk about why they don't like soccer for example it's because it's such a low scoring game which i understand why that could be boring because like basketball yeah yeah um for soccer the europeans and and obviously i've I've lived in europe I, i know what it's like to uh, understand what football is to them. Football hmm. is not just about the goals. It's about everything that led up to the goal. It's about all the times that you failed. It's about all the times that you tried to make this pass and it didn't work nine out of 10 times. But that one time that it did, everyone was on the same page and you scored the goal. That hmm. is where they see that joy. And I don't know if that's maybe, you know, an old way of thinking to where, you know, you earn your joy. Everything you do is like, yeah. You earn it. It's it's all about this difficult time. It takes time, patience. Um, yeah. And I think that that's where football, people find joy in that rather than yeah. the goals. And then but the people that really want the goals. But the audiences as well dictate. So you're, the yeah. soccer and football audience is still growing and, and very strong. So look, you know, this is just me speaking and my wish. Um, but, you know, look, you got, football is, is in no, no issues you know, at the moment. Yeah. So it's not really a concern, but for example, tennis, it, it is struggling in, in its, in its own way. And they, they're, I know they're looking at like getting rid of let and, and also, you know, Craig Tiley just came out after the AO and was saying, you know, do you know what a let is? It's where you, it's yeah, 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 yeah. and it bounces, it goes in and they give you the, you know, a first serve again. Well, they're just saying, you know, to speed up the game, things like yeah. that. So it's all like, you know, all, all these things are, happening i i feel there's a lot of change i think people are open to change um, but i i you know oh, wait wait one thing on that the nhl the hockey they got rid of i believe they got rid of the offsides and those scores so and and the audience numbers grew but i mean that that would be to do with with it what's happening within the nhl so the audiences are being it also, yeah the, the reason why i think offsides are there in soccer if, if you watch old games where they had no offside rules they had a, oh, I forgot what it's called, but you have like this guy who's just staying at the goal, goal poacher. I, I don't remember what. Yeah, 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 I get it. I get yeah. it. And just, so, but yeah, again, it would change, it would change it up. But look, I don't want to yeah. sidetrack you on this. Like, I was just like, 
It is a, it's a cool topic to talk about, though. I, I, I told you that I was like, let's do just one year and see, you know, because like the records would just get shattered. Like, yeah, I think just insane. It's almost like we're too deep in to change anything. That's too drastic, if that makes sense, yeah. because that's going to change up everything. Like the goalkeeper, the goalkeeper role has changed drastically in the past ten years. You'll, you'll need a guy who's seven foot five. Yeah, and also you're going to have to. You're going to have to turn into a rugby player because. You're gonna to have to tackle the guys because they're moving, they're staying in one. Oh, sorry, they're staying in one spot the whole game. The goalkeeper is gonna become basically just a, another defender who's got hands, which arguably is also the case now. But it's gonna to have to be tackling everything. There's gonna have you can't have penalties. Like it's gonna be um a in, an alternate, in, a, in an alternate universe. This is happening. Something's yeah. happening right now. Apparently, yeah. Happening right now. <laughs> crazy. It's crazy. Now. Yeah. Going into the last kind of topic, where do you see the evolution of sports journalism going? Do you think it's going to go AI? Do you think, you know, well, it's getting easier, harder? I, well, I mean, it's hard to validate some, I'm sure, to validate some of the stories. And are people willing, you know, like, are people willing to pay journalists? Um, you know, it, it's, it's, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but I think you're, you know, these journalists will have to collaborate with AI. I, I'm a big believer in, in change and, and collaboration. So yeah, AI is here and that, that will be part of it. But again, with AI, there'll probably be some misinformation as well. Um, uh, and as I said, that information is just, it's, it's so instant now. So um, for me, for me, it's like I, I do this newsly, uh, this weekly newsletter and a lot of my stories are old, but I try to do a bit of fact checking on them before as well you know i just don't want to just because something was released today doesn't mean i need to get it out as quick as possible i do need to do a little bit of investigation go okay is this really happening is this really the score so yeah yeah and how do you stay at the front you know how do you set that standard how do you stay well, I, I don't i don't necessarily i i have to be honest i don't think i'm probably at, at the at the front um what I, what i've done uh, is I spend, I, I, as, as, as we've discussed earlier, I've kind of built my LinkedIn profile. So to, to get a lot of the feeds to, so to speak from the actual teams themselves. So like, you know, the new England Patriots or something like that. And then I can do the fact checking. But for me, it's like, this really is more probably a passion mm -hmm. than I would say that I'm, I would, I, I wouldn't necessarily say I'm the best, uh, at what I do. Yep. One thing we haven't touched on is I actually coach. So I coach a lot of grassroots. I'm a paid coach as well. But I, 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 you know, to be honest, the kids were the ones who got me back into all this. All these kids I've coached here in Australia, just Australia alone, come up to me and go, oh, you're from the US. Hey, coach. And I go, okay, what, what does he want to know? They start telling me about basketball. I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, well, you know, your basketball is a little bit limited. Uh, and nobody's broken Will Chamberlain's record uh, as of today, where he scored 101 or 102, and there was no three-point. So, you know, I have to fact-check a lot of these kids um, on their knowledge of basketball, you know, and, and like, okay, well, yeah, the Bulls were great in the 90s, and, you know, now we had, you know, we, so it, but it's the kids who brought me back into all this, to be honest, the ones that I coach. Yeah, okay. And why, why do you think that that, is what it took. Do you think it's because that the kid? Well, I think it was. Uh, it was always there. It's always banging around in the background. But I was. I had a corporate career. I was doing other things, and then I started coaching, and uh, I, I started spending a lot of kid, you know, time with you know, male and females, coaching both of them, whatever it was. Uh, 
And they all, again, they're always like, oh, you're from the U.S. Can you tell me about this? Or you can tell me about that. And I go, oh, it's been a long time since I lived there. But yes, I explain, you know, like the other day, somebody rang me to have me explain the offsides kick in the NFL. And what, why would someone do that? And or why why would somebody go on fourth down? And I'm like, well, it's all to do with the clock. And they go, why is the clock stopping? Well, the clock stops on, you know, whether it's an incomplete pass or so, you know. It's just all these little things that I I I kind of forget that I know. So, yeah. and then I share that knowledge, and then um, who knows? Maybe they take up, you know, some flag football or something. I I don't really advocate the 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 tackling and all that. So, flag football. There you go. Yeah, awesome. Now, going into the final question for you, John. Sure. What are three ways that you sculpt yourself every single day? The ways I sculpt myself, well, one, probably a lot of, I, I don't know if this is uh, important, but for me it is, I, I do a lot of metaphysical work, some like meditation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what keeps me young um, and then open to change. Um, so that's one. Uh, two, uh, I, I, I'm always coaching and it's like I asked you, what am I doing or what are you doing for the next generation? Well, that's what I do for the next generation. So by me getting up and coaching sports, I'm, 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 that, that's very important for me, is giving back to the next generation, right? Um, and thirdly, uh, just, you know, spending time with, with my family and kids, you know, yep. that's important. My kids are at this stage where they're about ready to leave the house and... I read something the other day about you when your kids leave the house. Um, it was it said something you really only have one year in total for the rest of your life with you. Yeah, I've heard that. So if anyone's listening, um, take that on board. Yeah. Yeah, that's a it's actually a crazy stat because uh, I remember seeing it put into like perspective. Of yeah, the most time that you spend with your parents is like now, and then the rest is as you said like very finite um, yeah. definitely a very crazy stat and it's probably one that most people don't even think about at, at that type of level um very very hard to understand because i mean thankfully now because of technology yes you that connection's much stronger that's what i really um well i think COVID was i think like a lot of people have you know COVID definitely changed a few things and i i do yeah that it gave people, if they choose, an opportunity to spend more time with their kids. But it's a choice. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And, and as I was just about to say, with the when I went to Germany for the first time, I think one reason why my parents probably let me go at such a young age, like I just turned 50. Like that's ridiculous. I, when I look back at that, I think, I don't know why they let me do that. Um, and technology definitely helped bridge that uh connection Mario that they never ever would have had like sending a letter I remember my, my dad told me stories about when he lived in London by himself at like um you know 19 or so and he's sending letters to his mom every two months and you know it takes me literally a day to fly there get back and if I wanted to like if anything was you know to go horribly wrong which it as, as you, know, you I think we we kind of discussed it it did for me yeah. um yeah and but even even you know, lower than that. I've got my phone here. Hey, mom, how you doing? Every yeah. day, no problems. It's it, it is crazy. It's a crazy world that we're living at the moment. 
Oh yeah, look, it's a good. It's there's a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Yeah. Now I did. I did have one question. So, okay. you do we need merch? So this is um crazy one, which you would find out after this episode. I, I send I send a little uh, PDF to all the guests. Yeah, and it, it covers all the things that we're doing at the moment with Sculpted. Now I've got the Sculpted app that yeah. we have. This is currently uh, in the works of being coded at the moment, and a part yeah. of this is called incentives. Right? If I paid you a million dollars to do something every day, you'd probably do it, right? Mm. If I paid Elon Musk a million dollars to do something every day, he probably wouldn't do it. So a million dollars to you is, you know, you'd do it. Well, obviously, I don't, I don't know. I, I would imagine you'd probably do it. Most people would. Um, so I'm all about incentives and incentivizing people. So part of the sculpted app will be to incentivize people through clothing, merchandise, things like that. Um, it. It's what I am planning on doing because it's going to be a big part of incentivizing people to do things, uh, working your way up, becoming better and better within the app. Having that incentive there is, is a massive thing for us, but uh, we don't want it just to be merchandise. We want it to be a clothing brand so that if I see you wearing your sculpted clothing, I know that you haven't just bought it, you've actually earned it. So not everyone gets to wear it. That's interesting. If you wear it, you've earned it. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. We'll see how that goes. It's a it's a big project. It's a big project. I'm sure, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. Yeah, that's what I'm working on at the moment. Okay, good out. Who's who do you have? Is it an Australian team? Or you have overseas team depth. So, currently all Australian. I've got uh, my COO who lives in Brisbane, and now we're just trying to finalize the contract with my CTO who lives in Sydney. So, um, very exciting times, and yeah, a big project ahead. Trying to get the investment and trying to, yeah, get everything moving forward. Uh, well, I wish you all the best. Hopefully, um, yeah, we can we can do something in the future together as well. It'd be awesome. That yeah, sounds good. Awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for Cheers. hopping on the episode today. I really appreciate your time, and I hope that uh, the listeners definitely got something out of it as well. All right. Well, thank you, and um, thanks to all the listeners, and go check out uh, USF Sport. Yes. I'll add I'll add the uh, link in the the description of this yeah. episode as well, and also I'll add the link to the uh, article. The link to the yeah, and also the to the J alt. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, buddy.